0: Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. So glad you're here. We're going to go ahead and get into God's Word. We're so excited about sharing the Word with you, and we have been anticipating um, this actual service because it's the last one of our series, and we're going to hit on a topic I think that most people have asked me probably the most Uh, throughout the years not only is it our our key question for today this is actually a question that I have been asked so many times it can be applied and things we're going to talk about can be applied in your families and your job and your career and that question is this how do I win my family to God how do I win my family to God that's the question so many times we, we experience God, right, and we come to church, but how many times have you taken your experience from the day or from the moment and tried to share them with a family member only to be looked at like you're weird and strange? Is that just me or anybody else? How about your friends? Have you ever shared your experience with friends so excited thinking that it was going to change their life and and then all of a sudden you shared it with them and they're not your friends anymore? Is that just me? Anybody else? I remember when God first saved me, I had a radical conversion. I mean, I had the presence of God all over me. Uh, it, it just changed me my perspective he changed my heart um he just gave me an experience that i would never forget and i remember going to friends and family members and telling him about that but the way i did it was completely wrong i would said things to my friends like man i just got saved and god baptized me in the spirit and gave me a prayer language you want to hear That's not the thing to do. Freak them out. That's what you're going to do. I'm going to give you three practical points before we get into the service of what not to do. When it comes to winning your family, now this may not be your family. It may be your friends that you're thinking about or coworkers or whoever it might be. But, But how many of you would love to see your entire family come to church with you? Raise your hand. That's what we're believing for. That's what we're praying for. The families that pray and worship together stay together. And there's a strength in that. But if you want to take notes, you're more than welcome to. If you have uh, time, you can print these out at home. They're on the app. My notes are always on the app for Sunday services. You can print them out, study them, go home, go over them again. Or you can just go through the podcast or YouTube channel. But here's the first thing you don't want to do if you want to win your family to God. Number one is... You don't want to preach to them. That sounds crazy. You do not want to preach to them. That's one of our biggest faults and failures in Christianity is that because we hear the pastor say it to us a certain way, we feel like we have to converse and share it the same way with someone else. And you're all up in their business you are almost being dogmatic about what you believe. Now, it's great to be radical for Jesus. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand that part. You need to have a, some zeal for Jesus. You need to be excited about Jesus, but you need wisdom when you deal with sharing good news with other people. And there's a proper time and there's a proper place. And, but the worst thing you can do is get on top of your soapbox, right? Get your little platform set up. And start preaching to them. Especially saying things like, if you don't get your life right, you're going to hell right off the bat. <laughs> that is not what you need to do. I, I believe that the best thing you can do... Well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but, but don't do that. And, and especially when it comes to your convictions. And then, the, so the second part of this, what you don't want to do... If you want to win your family, it's, are you ready? Don't judge them. We are all going to be judged by God. But the moment God sets you free from someone, don't start pointing the finger at someone and saying, that's wrong because you got, what, three more fingers pointing back at you right people know what's right and wrong most times and some people just don't see it because they have no no, they don't have a, a, a conscience at times and can't just see it spiritually because you have to see it spiritually before you can actually imagine it and see it physically happen but the worst thing you can do is go and judge people. When we look at Jesus, he went, and in fact, Jesus was called a wine winebibber, and he was called a, 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 a sinner because the Pharisees and Sadducees saw him eat dinner with sinners. So they thought he got drunk and wasted and partied and all these things, but Jesus was, was so loving, was so approachable, was so humble. He had dinner with everyone. And and just because they lived a certain way or did a certain thing didn't mean he understood this. You don't have to do what they do. You have to be strong enough to go around your family and be there and not be offended. Which leads to my third point in this little practical introduction, which me which is do not shun them, which means Don't cut them out of your life just because they don't believe like you do. Because you're afraid that you may get contaminated. That is the most religious mindset that I have ever heard of in church. And it happens quite a bit. The only avenue more than likely that God wants to use to win your family is going to be through you. Through you. Every family has challenges. Now, I come from a Latino family, and we love to argue. It's like sparring. It's all good. Nobody's mad at each other. We're used to it. We argue. We debate. And then when it's all over, we're laughing. And then we don't apologize like it's no big deal. Um, no, She's crazy. you will be okay. You'd be okay. There are some things that we do in our families that kind of make the blurred lines uh, even more unforeseeable because we, we, we forget that even though we're family, now you have to be, and not have to, but you get to be an example. And this is where we start. This has been one of the most popular questions asked me in 20... 20- and, and, and over the 20 years of ministry. And I, I have to say that when I look at this, I have to look at my own life and the mistakes that I've made. And then I look at the wins and what it actually took to win them. Because uh, now, you see, before we were in ministry, we were just so involved in our church and so in love with Jesus, but my family didn't understand that at first. In fact, when when we first started coming to church, my family were, were – or. Um, they're so emphatic about us going to the other church with them traditionally what grandma and grandpa went to and and when we got ready to go they would pull up sometimes behind us when we we're backing out stop us and they would say hey where are you going let's go out to eat let's go do this let's go do that together i said we can't we're going to church i'll just go next week they knew what they were doing and then we would get into another argument right there and I can go to this church, and you're not saved, and blah, 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 and I know what we're doing, and God's leading us. And you cannot wrestle with the will of other people. It's going to frustrate you. But I'm going to give you a word today, a promise. You can, according to the Scripture, win your entire family to God. You can see your entire household saved just like the person who let the 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 strand of the thread of scarlet down out the window when israel was coming to destroy jericho just like you find in the scripture with 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 people who came and they asked for their sons and their daughters to be healed from jesus and he cares about your family god cares about your family and loves them more than you do And your family will be saved. So I'm going to give you the first point. If you have unsaved loved ones, let me just ask that. How many of you have people that need to come to church and need to have Jesus in their life? And how many of you have friends, co-workers that you'd like to see that happen to as well? So this applies to everything. So you can't be in their face but you must be aggressive in the spirit. Point number one, you must be aggressive in the spirit. You love people. We don't love the sin and the entrapments and things that are there. I mean, you know, everyone's so different. For me, an entrapment in my family was, was alcohol. I was raised the son of a nightclub owner. My dad died in a a car wreck because he was under the influence. We lost family members in our family because of it. And so we have that strong line of addiction in our family. So we have certain convictions. But it's not my job to go and press my convictions on everybody I meet. That's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to show the example that Jesus showed to everyone in the world and that he loved people and he gave his life for them. He gave his life for them. So you show love to people, but here's the flip side. When it comes to your prayers, when it comes to you having a strategy, you must be prepared and you must be strategic and you must be... Be aggressive if you're going to see things change. So when you go into prayer, not only are you there to build a relationship with God, you are there so God can set the captives free. You are there to ask God for help to war against every devil that has kept your family or friends captive for many, many years. You are there interceding for them, being strong towards them so you can see them delivered from addictions in their life and abuses and things that are there. So when I see my family, I'm very loving and we're long-suffering and we show love, but in my private time, I am letting the Holy Ghost kick the devil's behind out of their life and out of my life and my family's life. This goes for the household. This goes for your house. Someone said it like this, no one cares how much you know till they know how much you care. And when you show that and it's backed up by prayer, the love of God will begin to move in their life and the love of God is the goodness of God. There have been many times that my family and I, we've gotten to arguments, but even after being saved, by the way, (laughs) but the Spirit of God would convict me and say, you're supposed to be an example and I have to call say, I'm sorry. I love you. My sister, she may be watching now. I don't mess with my sister. My my sister's bad. She's bad to the bone. I don't mess with her, don't argue with her, don't like to argue with her. But I know how to calm my sister down. I just tell her she's pretty. And you're kind and you're loving. And I love you you got a choice in life. You're going to carry a pail of gasoline or a pail of water, and when you come up to a fire, you're going to have to make a decision. Do you want to flame it on or do you want to cut it out? Because soft, kind words will go further for saving someone's soul than being right. Than always having to be right, right? Right. Here's a scripture for you. 2 Corinthians 10 says, we walk in the flesh, but we do not war in our flesh. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal, but they are mighty through who? God. Now, does God live in you? Come on, somebody. Does God live inside of you? Do you have Jesus in your heart? Have you been born again? Come on, I'm asking you. Do you believe that God dwells inside of you? But the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. That also means that God can work on the hearts of other people. Let me give you a secret that I learned this. This is, a, this is just the approach I have used. Every person, God will deal with every person. But if you'll be consistent in prayer, they'll have a God moment where their heart is receptive. And if you've been praying consistently, that, 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 that vase of prayers that, that, that what the Scripture called it in the book of Acts... With Cornelius, the memorial of prayer that was stored up over his life, that memorial of prayer that you have been praying for that person in and everything you've been saying about them, in that moment when their heart is receptive, it will begin to pour out of that one prayer, that one stacked up prayer where you'll begin to see God deal with them and touch them. So never, ever stop praying for your family or friends. And it doesn't matter what they believe or What their past is, what their tradition is, what they hold on to. Nothing is more powerful than your God. God knows how to deal with people's hearts. God knows what to do. He knows how to talk to them and how to deal with them. We may not. In fact, we don't. That's where we mess up. We think we know, but we really don't. But God is wiser, wiser than we are. But remember, we walk in the flesh, but we do not war in the flesh. We war in the spirit. So yes, you're loving. Yes, you're kind. But when you go to prayer, you need to be aggressive. You need to pray in the spirit. You've got to call out every demonic influence over your family's life and say, get away from them. You must pray hedges of protection around your children, around your parents, around your aunts and uncles, nieces, nephews, whoever it may be. Because God wants your entire family to be saved he wants everyone in your household to come to him how many of you believe that listen plead the blood that's a that's church jargon it really means stand in your faith in the fact that the blood of Jesus was shed for me and others that I connect with it with that truth so as the spirit of death passed over Uh, in the book of Exodus, the house of Israel, because the blood was on the doorpost. By faith, Jesus has forgiven us of our sins. And when we call on his forgiveness, the blood is applied and nothing can touch us. It has to move over us and things cannot war with us because of the blood that's been applied. Faith in God, belief in God, So you're aggressive in your spirit and your prayer time. Get the scriptures, apply them, learn how to pray the word of God. Be consistent though. Be consistent every single day. Don't run but learn how to walk with God. Don't run, just learn how to walk. And point number two is this. Although you're aggressive, but when it comes to people, you must love, love Love, you must love. Show love. You must. In other words, you must keep your mouth shut sometimes. Huh? That's a hard one, right? You've got to act dumb sometimes. Oh, really? You, you, Your influence in your family's life is so important. They're watching you right now. You're in this church. You came to church today. I'm going to tell you, you have many eyes looking at you right now. People want to know how you're going to respond to certain things, and people are watching you at work. They're watching you in, in your home, in your home. Um, one of the biggest challenges for us is to to recognize that when we are living for God, it's not valid until, you know, the, the love of God isn't really valid until we have learned how to show love in our own homes, uh, our own children's life, and our own family, and our circle of influence, uh, even our careers and our jobs. Uh, it's, it's almost so common to us. We go to work so much, and you can almost make that as common as your home, your second home, a home away from home. And then you get loose, and sometimes you don't keep your, 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 your boundaries in your life there, and everyone just doesn't recognize anything in your life that distinguishes you to be different than them. Uh, it's not what you say, it's how you live, in other words, that causes people to respect you, causes people to follow you and, and, and be there with you. There are so many things to be said about that, but when a person Knows how much you love them. It's going to be based on how much you've showed them. Not how much you've said it. How much you have showed them. You know how I know Jesus loves me? He went to the cross. And when I felt his presence in my life, when I approached him, that was validation that he lives. But it was also validation that he did it for me and you. The actions you show towards your family, love, will get you the respect you desire. It will give you the respect that you desire. See, Jesus didn't just tell us he loved us. He showed us he loved us. But selfishness is one of the most destructive actions taken that will ruin a relationship. Selfishness will kill healthy relationships. I mean, it's my way or no way. That is one of the worst attitudes to have. Now, we've all been guilty of it. All of us have been guilty of having it our way. But the moment the Spirit of God receives your will, see, that's how you get the will of God in your life, by surrendering your will then God begins to move through you. God begins to give you different desires. God shows you how to take a high road. He shows you when to talk, when not to talk. He shows you what to say, what not to say. And so there's so many things. But the biggest challenge is, is that if I'm going to show love, I need to be loved by God, and then I'll know, and I'll take the test. Would you like to see the test I take? Would you all like to see the test that I take to see if I got the love of God in my life as well? Okay, here it is. You can take the test too. 1 Corinthians 13 4 says, I take the word love and I put my name in it. Bobby is patient and kind. No amens back there, but that's okay. I'll work on that. Bobby's not jealous or boastful or proud. Used to be proud. Used to be boastful. Sometimes a little bit rude. He does not demand his own way. He's not irritable and keeps no record of being wrong. I I don't keep record of doing wrong. That's a good one for me. I keep record of good. That's a good thing, right? I'm almost there. Don't don't look at me. Look at you. Where are you at? (laughs) Baba does not rejoice in injustice, but rejoices in truth Uh, when the whenever the truth wins that's good I, I do that I love to see people win not just myself but them win and so you also have to do that with your family and friends and can't get jealous when God blesses them and because you get hold on don't clap just yet I'm not done with that because you see you see them getting blessed and they're not going to church as much as you do or doing what you do and you're like what in the world? Something's wrong here. Or I'm doing something wrong. No, you're not. They're probably blessed because of your prayers. And the scripture says, because of God's goodness, their heart's going to change one day and turn to repentance and see that it's the Lord that has done good for them in their life. And it's not about us winning all the time. Sometimes we have to lose if we're going to win. We have to lose if we're going to win. Lose our pride, lose our ego lose our selfishness. If we're going to win, we have to lose. Bobby never gives up. I got some of that. Bobby never loses faith. I got some of that. Not all the time, but I got some of that. Bobby's always hopeful. I always have hope. I feel that. And Bobby endures through every circumstance. I think I got most of that too. Uh, That's how I judge my life by the word of God. But I know in my spirit when I've stepped out of alignment, and I know when I can be toxic, or I can be offensive, or I can be jealous, or I can be hurt, or I can be injured. Hurt people hurt people. Injure people injure people. But people that are loved love people. The only way to win your family to God is going to be by sometimes silencing your voice, showing them love asking, I mean, yes, asking them to forgive you even when you weren't the one who did it or caused it. <sighs> Take a deep breath. Because here, here's what it really boils down to. You ready? And the third thing is you have to ask yourself is, are you worth following? Are you worth following? Why should anyone follow your steps, a go in the direction that you're going into? You want to know why Jesus had many followers? You want to know why? I'll I'll tell you why. Above all, Jesus brought results. People are driven to succeed in life. They want to do well, but they're going to follow people that succeed, that do well. Not just, we're not talking about financially or materialistically. We're talking about in life. We've learned in this church that true success is being in the will of God, uh, performing and doing everything God has asked us to do. So success looks like this. To me, success is having strong, healthy relationships in my life. Having peace of mind when the world is in trouble. Making a difference in the lives of other people, not just myself. And not hoarding the blessings that God has given me, but share them with others. And, and it may not be much at times, but what I have, over we give and we do because we're blessed. And when we're blessed, other people are blessed. And you make a difference. And when someone sees that in your life, it's very attractive. It's very... uh. It's uncanny. It's really not what really goes on in the world because in the world it's really it's really like you know everyone's chasing the cheddar, right? Everyone's got to chase that cheddar. They got they're well chasing that money, chasing the the dollar. Where can I get this? How can I succeed? Uh, it's a dog eat dog world at times, and it's it's you know I'm going to win and everyone else is going to lose type mentality. But in the kingdom of God, it's. They that are greatest among you shall be the least among you. In the scripture, he said, then you'll be exalted and promoted when your life is laid down. Jesus said, pick up your cross. That sounds like a loss, but it's really not. Because the less of me that I have and the more him that I've got, the more successful I become. And God can use me. And God can bless me. And I can bless others. But there is something to be said about Jesus when he had... Just mention to the disciples, in some cases, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. Listen to this. Mark chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, Jesus called out to them, said, come, follow me, and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once. They left their businesses, folks. They left their livelihood. Why would they leave their business Can I tell you what I I believe my opinion looking at the scripture? I'll tell you why, I think. Because Jesus' reputation preceded him. This was the man that prayed for the sick. This is the man that spoke and taught many. This is the man that prayed for blind eyes and they opened. This is the man that prayed for lepers and they were healed. This is the man that knew how to get results. And when somebody is in life they're frustrated they don't know how to get ahead they don't know what to do with their career with their life and they don't have direction they find someone who does they start to follow them naturally because they want what you have and what you have is jesus in your life there's freedom in christ there's freedom in jesus how many of you know that you're the salt and the light of the world? People find their appetites based on your life and watching it. There are people watching you right now. There are people watching you right now. And they, there are people wondering, I wonder if they went to church today. I wonder if they are going to this function or going to that function, looking at your life. How are they going to respond to this? I promise you, people are watching you because they want to see you do well, believe it or not. I believe that. I believe that people want us to do well because we're hope. If we do well, then they can do well. That's just the way I think. I want to see people do well. I want to see people succeed. I love to hear Christians succeed and do well and blessed because that gives me hope that tells me I can that tells me that I will it tells me that God cares about them I know he doesn't love them more than he loves me right he must love me the same but when you and I learn to celebrate other people's wins you are just setting up yourself for the biggest win you've ever had in your life because it's attitude it's attitude It's all about attitude. Why don't you right where you're at just lift up your hands and just say, Lord Jesus, just touch my heart. God, make me a person worth following. Make me a person worth following. Let me have your mind. Let me have your heart. Help me to do the right thing. Help me, dear God, be what I need to be. Help me be what I need to be, dear God. Here's the fact: there are family members waiting for you to ask them, or there are family members waiting for you to get it together. I've loved, I, I've I've written this. I wrote this down, and I wanted to share it. It's kind of plain, but it really says what I wanted to say, uh, and I felt like what the scriptures convey and what God is telling me right now. And, and here it is. In conclusion. I'll, I want you to know that you can't fake real and real people won't follow fake people. You want to know how you win your friends and your loved ones to God? By living it. By living it. Not compromising. You don't have to compromise your standard or your conviction when you get around them. They'll respect you for not compromising. Don't feel like you have to be like them in order to win them. No, 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 no. Why would, they want their, to, why would they want someone to be like them? Or why would you want to be like them if you want them to see Jesus or come to Jesus? Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ, right? So when I go, I have, I have a motive always, wherever I go, to be an influence, to be a positive influence at some, at some point, to... To to help others, to be a blessing. To show a little bit of the goodness of God in my life, from my life, to other people. It's simple, folks. Live the life. Be true. Build the relationships in your life, starting with you and God, then you and your spouse, then you and your children. And as your house is blessed, because of that, the world will see When you start walking after Jesus and following after him, you're going to find out there's going to be a lot of people that are going to want to follow after you. But Jesus had fruit. He had proof. See, how many of you have a story right now? How many of you have a story where God brought you from? You got proof in your life. You know what a big win is today for you? The fact that you're in church, that's a big win. That's a big win for you today. It is. It's a win. But you did it today, you can do it tomorrow. You can have another win. You can keep on winning. You can keep on being a good example because God wants to use you. You are probably the only Bible people will read. Live it. And God will do something. Will you stand to your feet here this Sunday morning? I want us together to pray this prayer in this building. There are people here that you need your daughters, your sons, you need your family, Uh, you want them to come to Jesus, and and you know, not just a confession out of their mouth, not just just going through the routine, not just even just coming to church, because coming to church doesn't make you a Christian just because you come, right? How many of you know that at least? That's common sense, right? It's what you do outside of this moment that makes you a Christian. It's how you live outside this moment. It's what you do tomorrow. But I'm telling you, God is going to win your entire family. And you will worship together. You will pray together. You'll live for Jesus together and be with Jesus forever. We just pray that right now. Right now, would you just close your eyes and lift your hands and make that your prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray today that you would just anoint us, God, with good works, anoint us with love, anoint us with wisdom and understanding, anoint us, dear God, for our families. Help us, dear Lord. Lord, don't let us us just preach sermons to our family. God, but let us be the sermon. Let us walk it out. God, let us flesh it out. Let us, God, be obedient, long-suffering, kind. Let us have the attributes of love in our life to be attractive, God, to give hope to others. And then that opportuni- when, that, when that opportunity presents itself, we're going to ask them to church or ask them to pray or ask them to take another step, God, when the right time is. So give your people wisdom, God, and timing. But, Lord, today we plead the blood over our families. We plead the blood over our children. We plead the blood of Jesus upon our family members in our homes today today as for me in my house we're gonna serve the lord today in jesus name we pray and somebody give the lord a hand clap come on come on somebody come on thank you for listening to today's message if you liked what you heard be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend for more information about who we are visit RiversideChurchTX.com.